All right, good morning and welcome to the MedPoint Health Half Hour. I'm your host, Ron Young. Thank you for tuning in wherever you may be listening from. Uh, and uh, today on this program, we're actually going to be talking about MedPoint Fitness because we always like to showcase some of our services. And I know that coming out of the pandemic, you were either maybe really active, right, because you bought weights at home and, and set up a routine, or maybe uh, the COVID-19 looks like 19 pounds on your waistline, perhaps. But uh, whatever that may be, now is a great time to get out and get active. It's spring is upon us. The the warmer weather is coming. Uh, I always say we choose to live in Canada, so we can't complain about the, <laughs> the snow. But uh, on the show today, I have Owen O'Leary, Mitchell's native son. Is that is that fair to say, Owen? That is correct. Yes. Nice. Now, Owen, you are a trainer at MedPoint Fitness. I just wanted to kind of gain some insight as to like the patient journey because. You know, I was reading a stat about cardiovascular disease and how, uh, you know, it's very prevalent, obviously, in our society today with inactivity, with poor eating choices. Uh, talk about how, what, it, what it's like when you first get a client in the gym and sit down and talk about their goals. Uh, well, first of all, we put you through an initial consult, uh, so we meet and discuss your fitness goals. Um, from there, we look at any health concerns that you may have, and we tailor a program specifically for you. Um, and then from there, we just we tailor a program that is going to uh, get you closer towards your goals. So, yeah, that's what it looks like. Nice. And when they come in, now that our gym should be known. It's not just a open gym. You can't just come in here, buy a membership, and work out. Every single time somebody makes an appointment and comes to the gym, they're seeing you, they're seeing Maria, Danny, me even, uh, for fitness sessions with a one-on-one university-educated trainer. And uh, I won't say that uh, the Western education of kinesiology is better than the (laughs) NIP view, uh, you know, education, but, you know, there is a lot of value in having a trainer that knows stuff. And Owen, you know, going through our careers, you pr- you probably seen it. I mean, there's there's a lot of great trainers who aren't don't have the background. But then there's a lot of bad trainers who you know can obviously wreck a person's body with you know improper training. So talk a little bit about that specialty, that kind of wherewithal that we have in the gym. And I see you do it all the time with like different band workouts. You're doing mobility stuff. We're doing, uh, you know, it's not just here's the weights and let's push them. It's, you know what, let's get to the root cause of what's going on with you or let's like build you up confidently and comfortably. Well, yeah, I think it's one thing to have the knowledge and obviously all of our trainers here have specialties in kinesiology, but I think it's then applying that knowledge that we have in a gym setting. So how can we get this person moving? How can we implement what we know about anatomy, physiology, and create a a workout program or a fitness plan for this person that's going to benefit them? So I think it's just being able to apply that. And I think that all of our trainers do a very good job at being able to implement their, uh, their knowledge about anatomy and physiology in the gym. Right on. And I know a lot of people think, well, med, med point, right? Like, uh, is it, is it health? Like, is it like, what is it? It's kind of like, do I have to be injured to come to med point fitness? I, I hear that a lot, but quite frankly, we actually work with a wide variety of populations. I mean, you know, I'm working with a gentleman who's, you know, 86 years old, wants to just continue to keep his mobility and, and works hard at it. Uh, but then I've also worked with somebody who's, you know, 20 year old 
pole vaulter, uh, OHL star. Like we kind of see a wide variety. Maybe speak to the the population demographic that that you see, Owen, and and how we have to kind of shift gears a little bit because not every program is you know can work across the board. Yeah, exactly. I think that uh, for myself, I've had clients from 13 all the way to 85. So obviously every uh, workout plan is going to be individualized to that person. So um, what my 15-year-old doing is not going to be the same thing that my 80-year-old is doing. So I think that uh, just being able to be flexible with that and looking at a person and getting um, their health records and um, seeing what we did in the initial consult and then making up a program that's going to suit them best. So I think that uh, the shoe doesn't fit everyone, and I think that is just uh, very personal to your goals and, and what you're looking for. Right on. And then we also have uh, nutritional programs because, let's face it, you can what's, – what's the old saying, Owen? You can't outwork a bad diet, right? It's like you know, energy in versus energy out. And even if you came in the gym here and you're doing six, seven days a week uh, of training – and but you're still eating, you know, pumpkin pie in the evening or having, you know, gummies halfway through the day and stuff like that. Sure, it's fine. I'm not going to say don't do it, but obviously enjoying in moderation, and making sure that you're on the right track goes a long way. And I know I see you a lot of times uh on fueling for your workouts, recovering after workouts. And, you know, nutrition and and supplements and different things like that is really a huge piece of the puzzle is it not absolutely i think that we always uh we're trying to encourage our our clients to properly fuel their bodies and whether that be getting getting more protein in their diet having some bcas um and just fueling properly with nutrition before and after workouts so that's always something that we're trying to encourage our clients to do um specifically with my clients i always try to promote um, higher protein intakes um, just because they're pushing themselves and i find that the majority of the population is under eating protein and protein is obviously going to be um, very important in rebuilding muscle and the more muscle that you have the better your metabolism metabolism is going to be so it can help you with fat loss or it can help you with muscle building whatever your goals may be cool and uh, proud to say we actually have a, an awesome dietitian here jessica uh, she is great to work with. Uh, she, if if you're a MedPoint member, she does uh, webinars for us. She she can connect with you either virtually or in person. She can set up meal plans. She she does it all. I always say, if I want to know how little I know about nutrition, I'll just sit down with Jessica. And it's the same with uh, you know ergo, ergonomics with, with Sarah Deacon and all that kind of stuff. So we just uh, you know we have a good approach it's very scientific approach and it's a very well calculated so that patients can't really fail when they come to us or clients because look let's put you in the bod pod let's get you eating right let's get you on track oh and let's talk a little bit about the performance assessment tools because i know at medpoint we have a lot of science and we like to uh base results on on actual evidence right because feedback on results is the greatest motivator the bod pod, the fit 3d and the resting metabolic rate, which one is your favorite test to do and why? Um, that's a good question. I think that, I think the bod pod is obviously neat. And I think that, uh, for a new client, you're probably going to be most attracted to the bod pod as you're going to be sitting in this big machine and you're going to be, you're going to get your uh, body fat percentage, which is always cool to know. 
Um, however, I think that my personal favorite is getting to know all the other stuff, like the grip strength, um, looking at all your measures of your resting heart rate, your resting blood pressure, um, and then looking at your sit and reach, uh, your bicep strength. For me as a trainer, that's something that I'm going to look at a little more um, than the body fat percentage. That's obviously a great tool to, to keep in mind, um, especially if your goal is to lose weight. However, we're looking at some of the other intangibles, like your grip strength, like your sit and reach, and just how we can either improve um, those areas or what we can do to kind of take your weaknesses and turn them into strengths in the gym. Yeah, that's a great point. And, you know, there's always that kind of danger where like, oh, well, if I work on my flexibility too much, I might lose, you know, uh, what I can lift in the gym or, you know, it's it's good when you come to MedPoint because obviously you get that full capture, that full picture, and you can use those numbers. We do functional movement screening. We do, like you said, grip strength, sit and reach, flexibility. Uh, you know, we got the bod pod, the fit 3d. And the cool part about our programs is most of our programs include this testing so that when you go for two months consistently to the gym here, we can say, okay, well, let's see how you've done. And it's not just a matter of the needle on the scale. It's actually like, Hey, you can lift more. Here's the number that you had before. Here's the number after. And I find that's always so cool for our clients to see. Um, Owen, Thank you for coming on this uh, this first segment of the show. I mean, you're definitely welcome to stick around, but I know uh, on a Saturday morning you might have better things to do. Tell me, uh, tell tell the tell the radio listeners a little bit about yourself and and kind of how you became passionate in fitness, and then maybe we'll set it up so that they can come and uh, work out with you. For sure. Um, well, I went to West Virginia University on a soccer scholarship when I was. 17 years old. Um, after an ACL tear, I came back to Canada, studied four years of kin at Nipissing University. Um, from there, I really just got into the health and fitness uh, component of things with many of my undergraduate courses that I was taking. Um, and then I actually ended up playing varsity soccer again, um, took over the position of strength and conditioning coach for a year. And that just kind of transitioned into MedPoint Fitness. I'm local to the area. I'm from Stratford, Ontario. So it all just kind of led in the right direction to MedPoint. And I really believe in um, medically integrated fitness and health like MedPoint offers. So, yeah, hope to see you guys around. Nice. Thanks, Owen. I didn't even realize you went to West Virginia on the soccer scholarship. How's the, uh, how's the ACL feeling now? Uh, after two ACL surgeries, it's holding up all right. But uh, at times it's a bit of a liability, but it is what it is. I'm rehabbing it every, every day, still trying to get stronger in that area. So it's been all right. Well, that's cool. So uh, Owen O'Leary, ladies and gentlemen, who joined me on the MedPoint Health Half Hour. Uh, Got to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we'll be discussing more about health, fitness, wellness, nutrition. Uh, you're listening to the MedPoint Health Half Hour, 980 CFPL Radio. All right, welcome back to the MedPoint Health Half Hour. Of course, I'm your host, Ron Young, joining you every Saturday morning on the show, 10 a.m., uh, of course, it's a little past 10 a.m. because you're listening to the second half. And guess what? Owen O'Leary. I called you Mitchell's native son, but you're from Stratford or you're from Mitchell? You make up your mind. I'm from both. I would say I'm born in Mitchell, but currently living in Stratford. So you choose. Did all my sports in Stratford, went to school in Stratford. Right. I'm a little bit of both. 
All right. The best of both worlds. <laughs> the, the county line dividing Mitchell and uh, Stratford. No, I appreciate your time on the show today, Owen, and uh, thank you for joining me. Obviously, we, we learned a little bit about Owen in the first half. We talked a little bit about the fitness programs here at MedPoint, the testing that we do, why it's important to exercise. Uh, but let's dig into those stats a little bit more because it's one thing to just say, yeah, you should exercise more, but guess what? There's actually like a big problem in the world because of technology and stuff like that, that we kind of just, you know, I don't know whether we try and ignore it because we like phones, tablets, computers, video game systems, all this stuff, or like whether, like, I don't know what the the big problem is, but let me t- toss out these stats, Johan, and I just want your reaction. About 1 in 12 or 2.4 million Canadians, adults age 20 and over, live with a diagnosed heart disease. Does that su- seem surprising to you? Wow, yeah, that's super surprising. I didn't know that stat. Uh, and every hour, about 12 Canadian adults uh, are, di- sorry, diagnosed with heart disease die. Every hour. So, not to be grim, but, you know, by the end of this show and, and whatever's on in the next half hour, that, that's the sad reality of it, right? Somebody's going to pass away from, from heart disease aged over 20. Death rate, three times higher among adults aged 20 and over, right, with, uh, with heart disease diagnosed. Four times higher who have had a heart attack. Six times higher among adults aged 40 and over with heart failure. And uh, they're seeing it obviously affects things differently between men and women. Men are two times more likely to suffer heart at- a heart attack than women. And men are newly diagnosed with heart disease about 10 years younger than women, usually 55 to 64 versus 65 to 74 for women. So, Owen, is it technology? Why are people not as active as they used to be? like what what is it is it affordability of programs is it is it i i don't know and and i'm gonna try and and find some of those stats but what's your take on on why people are inactive these days and and how can they get over the hump to say yeah i'm gonna start this and i'm gonna see it through um well first of all i think that it all just leads back to a sedentary lifestyle and whether that be Um, the use of social media or the ever-growing technology that we're seeing in our society. Um, However, I think that a lot of it, too, is just the lack of knowledge um, that people have about health and fitness. Um, It used to be, you know, the fad used to be running all the time and walking all the time. Now we're seeing more of a switch towards resistance training. And so there's all these, like, knowledge sources out there. And I think many people get confused as to what might be the best, um, you know, solution for them. So I think that just getting the appropriate knowledge and seeking out professionals and, and or even just teaching yourself about health and fitness is probably the step, uh, the first step in the right direction. So I think that that is a, for sure a big hurdle to overcome. And I think that that's how we can, um, you know, get going in the right direction here for people that may be struggling with that. Well, and I, what you said really sticks out to me is the whole idea of making sure that you're educated because... As humans, we always like to take that path of less resistance. And sometimes you get a commercial come on at the right time, you know, and it's <laughs> if it's not Mighty Putty or something like that, it's going to be one of these drink this and you'll lose weight or, or do this. It's a magic bullet type thing and people buy into it. But sometimes you just can't beat hard work and, and discipline at the meal table, right? It's 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 that combination that seems to be best. And at MedPoint Fitness, we can actually see other stuff too. Like if you go through our medical, we might 
catch a thyroid issue? Why am I not losing weight? Why am I, you know, uh, or why am I dropping weight too fast? Like, or it could be, you know, f- fatty liver, some something like that, right? That's, oh, I didn't know I had that. We I've actually seen some clients lose weight because they weren't getting enough healthy fats in their diet. So it's kind of like, oh, what do you mean I need to eat more fat? Uh, well, you need to eat the right amounts and the right fats, right? And there's, there's definitely... Uh, uh, an education piece that is missing. So that's a, that's a great point, Owen. Um, a couple of things I wanted to um, um, point out here, and this is statistics uh, of uh, mm-hmm. parents who were uh, extremely concerned about their children, and especially when it comes to the pandemic. But what they were saying was in June, uh, Stats Canada, this was of last year, Many parents reporting extreme concern about their children and their families, particularly about ability to balance childcare, school, and work. Rates were higher among parents with disabled children. Obviously, more demands. Few parents used childcare during early parts of the pandemic, and among those reporting that children, that their children would resume childcare, the majority report they require childcare in order to work. So, I mean, this whole conundrum of hey. Uh, I send my kids to school to get educated, but now they're just on the screen all day and I got to be with them. You know, it's kind of like I, I, f- I feel for parents through that pan- through the pandemic. And thankfully, we're almost coming out of it. But um, anyway, another stat here. Uh, children of parents with a bachelor degree or higher were more likely to be engaged in academic activities three or more times per week uh, compared to parents with high school degrees. So something behind having knowledge and continuing to seek knowledge was very crucial kind of like uh, what you were saying but how do we kick screen time and really make sure that we're spending time on ourselves to to focus on health to focus on because isn't it so tempting these days Owen to just sit in front of a, a Blue Jays game for four hours and and watch them play like you know how do we how do we get off the couch how do we get motivated for sure. Well, I think first of all, it starts with um, some of our role models for our kids, like uh, teachers, parents, um, and as a current student teacher um, in teachers' college, uh, I found that uh, teachers are doing actually a really good job at trying to mitigate the cell phone use in the classroom. So, many students, especially in elementary school, if they have phones or iPods or whatever, they have to put their phones away for the entirety of the day. I think this is going to encourage them to get out more, socialize more in the classroom. They're already on Chromebooks and computers, so their their screen time's already um, increased at school anyway, so just trying to get rid of those extra screens, screens is important. Um, from there, uh, I think that it's just important to, as parents, to tell our kids, hey, like, let's go outside and play, like, or set a time. Hey, you have an hour to watch your favorite show, you have an hour to watch the game, and then we're going to go outside, we're going to do some sort of activity. And I think just leading by example as well and being a good role model for your child or for... Um, your students or whatever it may be. So I think that just um, trying your best to yourself, go out and do something and and hopefully others will lead by example or follow your direction. Nice. Well, that's always the hope, right? Be the teacher, Owen. (laughs) They'll follow direction. But no, you're right. I mean, you got to set goals. You got to start out slow. Sometimes like the Canadian 24-hour movement guideline states that children and youth should accumulate 60 minutes of moderate to vigorous physical activity every day and limit screen time, this will seem impossible, two hours or less. Crazy. But you know what? 
it's your health, right? Like what's more important? Um, prior to COVID, the most recent stats from uh, Canadian health, health measures actually indicated that 46% of children and 30% of youth were meeting current physical activity recommendations and 76% of children and 28% of youth were meeting the current screen time recommendations. So obviously what we have here is a lot of people on screens, a lot of kids who aren't being physically active, and it's taking a toll because not only in the healthcare system are we dealing with the baby boomer generation, the silver tsunami, but all of a sudden if we have youth and stuff growing up and they're straining the healthcare, uh, you know, on the other side of the spectrum, our country is, we're, we're in a lot of hot water, really. Like, if you think about how healthcare is structured in this country, it's free. You pay taxes, of course, but, um, and you know what, it's a decent system, but we're, we're almost enabling ourselves to be reactive in nature when it comes to our health because it's like, oh, I won't go to the doctor until something happens, until I, I, I feel dizzy or until, you know, I get hurt or whatever. If we, focus more on activity, injury prevention, mobility. We know that life can be better. We know that we can take those steps. And I think you're right, Owen. I think that a lot of it comes down to who you're looking up to, who inspires you, and uh, and who you're kind of surrounding yourself with. So, you know, make good choices. Make good choices for your fitness. Again, those are activity guidelines, Owen. Do you do that? Accumulate 60 minutes of moderate to vis- vigorous physical activity every day? Yeah, for sure. I try to at least work out uh, six out of seven days. I try to always give myself a rest day as that's also very important. Um, and even it's not like very intense every single day, but it's something, right? And I'm doing um, whether it be a resistance training session or a mobility session or just getting a nice like jog or walk in on the treadmill. So I'm always trying to encourage uh, my clients and I'm obviously trying to lead by example and working out every day myself um, for at least an hour a day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and we also have to keep in mind where that word is coming from moderate to vigorous, right? Like, I mean, what's below moderate. It's kind of like basic, right? It's kind of like just your regular everyday activity. What they're asking us moderate activity is kind of just like, you know, go for an extra walk, go for like play soccer for 30 minutes, you know, go do something, but you got to be moving because moving is the lubricant of your body. You know, just like you'd oil your car and you'd top up the fluids, you need to make sure that you're taking care of your body uh, in order to reap the benefits of good uh, quality of life later, certainly. Owen, thanks a lot for joining me on the program today. It was a pleasure to have you on the show and uh, uh, I hope to have you back sometime. Awesome. Thank you, Ron. And uh, I hope that you will tune in next weekend for another great edition of the MedPoint Health Half Hour. You've been listening to us on 980 CFPL Radio. Thanks.